This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire then. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I am your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Hope you're having an incredible day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority. You can tune in at home, watching us live on YouTube. And shout out to everyone on Instagram who is tuned on live as well with me right now. Okay, so parents around the world always want their kids to be in the best places. You think about sports, and you say, you know what? I wish there was an academy that basically produced the best athletes. Now, I was watching the Naomi Osaka documentary the other day and Maria brought something to my attention when she said, that's IMG Academy. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I thought, what was that? So I did some research and the IMG Academy has produced some of the most incredible talent in all sports but what makes it so special we're talking about that on the show today in the health and fitness segment we often hear about calorie count but what does tde stand for and why is it important to achieving your goals the other thing i want to say as well is obviously the tokyo 2020 olympics is happening there's more drama and action to look forward to and also some good news for the arab athletes which is going to be great to mention on the show today um, especially it being Let's say tough times right now in the world, but we're going to have a good time on the show. Go get yourself something to drink, chill, and we'll be right back after the break. Let's play some loud luxury featuring Brando Body. Here we go. See you in a bit. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the pie then. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adori. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international and local. We're talking a lot of stuff today. Go give a shout out to everyone who is tuned in on the Instagram live right now. Masoud, Kareen, Ahmed, Ish, Ali, um, Mustafa, Masoud, Lara, Tashriq, Saleh. Oh boy, man. Nice to see familiar faces here. The other Maria as well. She's here. Saad is here. Man. Fahad as well. Can't forget Fahad. Uh, thank you very much. Lara Kicks is also in on the Instagram live. Hey, we've got a full house today. Right, so what's coming up on the show? We're talking all sorts of things on the show today. Now, the first thing we're going to start off with is I was watching the Naomi Osaka documentary the other day. If you haven't watched it, man, go watch it. Really, really cool documentary. So many things you're going to find in there about her that will interest you. Her personality, her character, the uneasiness uh, with the media, which again, she's highlighted through mental health. I thought that was very, very interesting. I really believe that, you know, sometimes you watch documentaries and you think that there is an agenda behind the documentary, the producer or someone that's behind it. Now, what was interesting is one of the executive producers was LeBron James, which I didn't know uh, before watching the documentary. I think it's a four four series piece, but really, really worth the watch. I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm a big fan of hers anyway. But one of the things that that struck me is I was uh, 
I saw something to do with IMG. Now, Maria said to me, oh, it's IMG Academy. And I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, IMG. And I was thinking movies. And she went, no, that's where they have a boarding school for athletes to actually, you know, uh, go down and uh, and dedicate their time. Because when they, when they said boarding school, it kind of made sense with the relationship she has with her parents and how things are happening with that. And I thought, wow, that is very, very interesting. Superb um, bits that you can find in there, which probably fill in gaps. Some people, by the way, are not fans of Naomi Osaka, and that's okay as well. But I was, I was kind of really trying to understand what it is about this woman that that makes her very unique. It's very hard to find unique characters now because sometimes you have to for certain obligations when it comes down to being a, a superstar, especially if you're one of the best, if not the best, women's tennis player uh, on the planet. Then you know there's things you have to do. Then you see them on magazine covers, and automatically you assume that they're that type of person. But I really found that fascinating. Now, what was interesting about the IMG Academy is it's there for the best athletes in the world. Uh, to graduate from and I was thinking very interesting let's have a look at the list of athletes if we just looked at tennis for example okay and this is just they have American football they have basketball baseball so many things if we looked at tennis the old school the diehard tennis fans would probably turn around and say you know oh who, who would you have in there that would be mind-boggling Andre Agassi you guys remember Andre Agassi Pete Sampras those two in their time was amongst the greatest tennis players and, and the most colorful as well. Boris Becker, Bjorn Borg, uh, to uh, Tommy Haas, uh, Jesse Levine, uh, Mark Philippoussis. Do you remember Mark Philippoussis? He was cool. And that's just from the men's. From the women's, you had, um, who have you got in there? You've got uh, Venus Williams, Serena Williams, you know, Maria Sharapova. Um, who else is in there? Jennifer uh, Capriati. There's some real hard hitters there. And, and that was just looking at the tennis side. I, I was really intrigued because growing up, I was thinking, oh, I'd love to have an academy that would produce athletes. And I'd love to go there and learn from the best people. Well, this is, this is real and it's making it happen. And one of the IMG people was in the Naomi Osaka documentary, which then made me look into it. Thanks to Maria letting me know that it was something real. And I, I saw that and I thought, wow. Now, on the other side, when I was looking at like the... Obviously, I've got to look at the football. I have to look at the football. And especially with the US athletes, I was thinking who from the US would have come out of there? Do you remember Freddie Adu? He was a 15-year-old professional footballer who was destined to be the best thing to come out since sliced bread, basically. And uh, it didn't quite materialize in terms of uh, the right decisions for him, but he was very, very talented. He came out of there. You've got um, Corey Ash who came out of there. Zach Boggs came out of there. Um, who else is on this list? Let's have a look. Hold on. We've got Anthony Wallace, Kirk Osu, Brian Park, uh, Brian Spann, Justin Mapp, Kyle Helton. There's quite a few big hitters on there from from the from the soccer side, as they call it here. I hate saying soccer. God, that annoys me. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> also basketball they've got people from there they've got um, baseball they've got American football Mark Colombo is in there Sa uh, Samus Reyes um, Anthony Weaver there's quite a few people but the point about this that I was making is I didn't even know this existed and in like let's say in the UK you've got um, you know you've got Loughborough which produces some of the best athletes but I didn't know unless you went to the university there that you would obviously 
you know, utilize the resources and the campus. But but IMG is something where, you know, you would literally go and live there to 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 be the next big thing, um, which, again, also made sense with Naomi Osaka and the relationship with had, she had with her Japanese mother and her Haitian father. Um, and people were surprised that she represented the uh, Japan instead of the US. I thought that was terrific. Really, really good. Um, so how many times do we hear? Uh, athletes criticized for going with the safe choice let's say and there's nothing wrong with that you know some whatever the opportunity presents itself fine but i thought that was excellent excellent really really good to see um to see that documentary if you haven't watched it make sure you check it out have you seen uh the documentary and have you heard of img records if so which athlete was your favorite that came out of the academy 4215 at the salat or do or slide into my dms at omar duri during the break we've got one of my favorite tracks by one of my favorite bands mike lowry to you interlude enjoy it folks here we go this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves to fire that! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> Sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Duri. I am your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Shout out to everyone who is tuned in. Thank you very much for connecting, and thank you, Omnia, for keeping us company during the break as well. Omnia is back. Uh, actually, a very good question coming in from Ahmed saying, "Messi for Ballon d'Or." Uh, fantastic question. Um, well, what I'm going to say about that is, it depends what the Ballon d'Or is based on. Is it based on success? Is it based on talent? Is it based on how successful your club side is, or how successful your international side is, or how successful both of your teams are in that year? Because you know, obviously, Messi and Ronaldo have dominated for the last God, ten years, I think, or more in the Ballon d'Or. But if it is based on success, and maybe it's not the best player in the world, then. I think Jorginho would be someone that would be touted as Ballon d'Or because of his success in the Champions League with um, with Chelsea and because his success with Italy at the Euros. Love him or hate him, he's had a fantastic season. Uh, I would love to agree with Maria and say Kante. I love Kante. I think Kante should have his own award. Okay, that's just how I feel. What's up, Claudia? How you feeling? Okay, so a um, couple of things. We're talking Olympics at the moment. Now, with the Olympics, uh, you know, a lot of people have been discussing it. And here's how. Here's my take on it. The Arab world needs some good news. You know, it needs some good news. And um, some of that good news is just three days off the 2020 Olympics. It got exactly that, thanks to the remarkable generation of new athletes. Why do I say that? Because... I've spoken about, you know, the talent we have in the region. Uh, we, we have some fantastic athletes that maybe sometimes don't always get the opportunity or the exposure to be able to showcase the talent. And so one, one of the things I like seeing about the Olympics is kind of, you know, you see someone, you go, yeah, man, go on, do it, get out there, have fun, enjoy yourself. You're on the world stage and you've earned it. The unfolding drama of their success is not just built on medals or statistics. It's also about the journey as well, too. And that's something that, you know, in the Olympics, okay, the fans might not be the usual capacity and and everything, but there is something about being there and there's something about representing your country. So... 
it's being described as probably the first major shock of the competition. It comes from a Tunisian uh, swimmer, Ahmed Hafnawi, who won the final of the men's 400 meter freestyle at only 18. He now plans to follow in the footsteps of Tunisian two-time Olympic gold medal swimmer, Osama Melouli. Is that right? Did I say it right? Yep. Um, and he's also given the Arab world its first gold medal at the Games. So, you know what? That is, that's so cool. Really, really nice. Happy for him. Um, we've also got, uh, what else? So Hafnawi beats favourites from Australia and the US in Saturday's race. Both countries are global leaders in the sport. Throughout the history of the Olympics, Australia has won almost 60 swimming gold medals. The US nearly 250. And Tunisia across all sports has won gold only five times. This might be a modest number, but, the, but three of these victories have now been in swimming. So yes, Tunisians can swim and giving the country a stake in one of the toughest and most famous disciplines at the Games. That's what I'm talking about. Really, really happy to see that. Very, very cool. In table tennis, Syrians are going to love this. Syrian athlete Hind Zaza was already winning before the competition started. Just 12 years old, she is the youngest athlete competing in Tokyo. Oh, that's cool. A remark. What were you doing at 12 years old? I don't know. What were you doing at 12 years old? Actually, don't answer that. Um, okay. <laughs> a remarkable achievement given her background growing up in the city of Hama, which has been caught up heavily in the country's civil war. Zaza joins many other Middle Eastern athletes who have excelled in spite of tragedy. More than half of the 29 strong refugee squad hail from the region, particularly Syria and Iran. That's what I mean. That's, I think that's that's the the romance behind the Tokyo Olympics and uh, the Olympics in general is the fact that you get a chance to rewrite history and you're not judged on where you're from, what your background is, what your race is. You're, you're judged on ability. And going in at 12 and 18 years old, you know, you go in with a, with a clear mindset that, you know, there's this fearlessness about you. And I'm very, very happy to be able to see all these different athletes there, you know, from Hinzaza to, um, uh, who did we say? His name is Ahmed Hafnawi. Very cool. And it's good the Arab world's getting a bit of good news. Uh, regardless, their sportsmanship is shining through. Um, it's also a different time for, I think, the Olympics. When everyone's watching the Olympics, everyone's seeing you know different things it can get quite overwhelming as well because there's so much going on like where do you where do you focus on do you focus on you know the athletic side you focus on the football side you focus on the basketball side the other day we saw basketball being played on half a court um you know you've got the 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 um the swimmers you've got the the sprinters there, there is so much there what, what is it that's caught your eye from the olympics You've also got uh, UAE's uh, Saif bin Soutais, who's in the men's skeet shooting as well. You see, I, I this is my thing. Even if they don't pick up gold and, and coming from the UAE, the fact that you're representing the UAE at the Olympics is, is huge. And I, I kind of really like that. The International Judo Federation suspended the Algerian judoka Fethi Nourin and his coach for withdrawing from the Tokyo Olympics to avoid playing against an Israeli. How do we feel about that? That's another one. You know, I don't think that sports has space for politics. And it's a very, very controversial thing. People are going to be like phoning in or messaging saying, of course it does. And they should be standing strong. But I just think sometimes you got to stand strong for what you believe in. Absolutely. 100%. But when it comes down to sport, let's, let's try and stick to sport. People might say, okay, but the other campaigns that are out there have 
you know, use the platform to raise awareness. And again, that's fine. No problem with that. I kind of like the fact that people are actually making a difference in this world. But withdrawing from the Olympics for refusing to face against the nation, I don't know. It's 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 a very sensitive time right now. Very, very sensitive time. But on the plus side, as we mentioned, 12-year-old winning in the Olympics, 18-year-old winning in the Olympics, get taking gold as well and representing your country in a time where you've waited all this time and probably will remember it for the rest of your life. So shout out to that. Coming up next, we've got the health and fitness segment. You talk about calorie counts, but what does TDEE stand for? Stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. You know, one of my, uh, one of the people who are... Uh, tuning in right now from Instagram, Ahmed just randomly asked a question. Said, "Yeah, Messi for Ballon d'Or," and it started sparking off <laughs> messages and almost like a segment. Ahmed, if I knew you were going to ask that question, I would have based a segment on it. Uh, there's still comments coming in right now, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to save that till the last segment, and we're going to answer that question for you, uh, Ahmed, and also uh, share all the opinions on who should be winning the Ballon d'Or. Right in the health and fitness segment. A lot of people tend to lean towards different factors. And one of the most obvious factors is uh, calories and calorie deficits and being in a surplus versus being in a deficit when it comes down to counting and managing calories. And we use apps for that. And we do all sorts of things to be able to kind of, let's say, stay on top of it. Now, it's not always super accurate when it comes down to it, but it does hold you accountable. And one of the things that, you know, the que- that we wanted to raise on the segment today was what does TDEE stand for? Total Daily Energy Expenditure. Now, why is that um, why is that interesting and why is that key is because it kind of gives you an idea of where you're at in terms of how you ex- expend your energy throughout the day. How do you do that? It's basically, it estimates the calories needed to maintain the current weight if you're looking to maintain weight or if you're looking to lose weight, how many calories you have to have coming in versus coming out or if you need to gain weight, then that's another thing you can do by knowing exactly how that happens. Now, there are TDEE calculators which you can put all your data on and from that point, it will give you an idea of where you're at. And I think that's where people you know tend to be really surprised really shocked because labeling and food labeling in itself is very deceiving god you can see so many things that really catch your eye from a good label and i say that because you're thinking about colors you think about drinks remember we had the color psychologist uh on the show uh fatima and and that was really interesting i loved having her on because she was saying things that made sense to me when it came down to colors representing 
um, you know, certain things. So orange represented food and blue represented uh, connection and connecting people. And I thought of, you know, your orange brands and and food chains and applications and i thought that does make sense and then i thought of the connection and you think of your facebooks and your linkedins and all these people that have blue in that and that also you know struck a chord but why is that relevant in this situation because most of the time when you do go grocery shopping or you are buying uh you know ingredients you normally will look at the label or something and probably grab it based on that unless you really set out to to go and pick something and and that's where i was thinking this is this is very very interesting could you lose weight by eating less and not exercising to lose weight you you need to eat less correct and it says not exercise more and that's dr michael mosley but the problem is the exercise actually feeds into uh, mechanically how you perform and how you move and if, if you just lose weight and you don't exercise then you're most probably not going to be strong enough to be able to uh, mechanically function better and movement is medicine so that's why I would say all these things are super key in that uh, how do I lose weight with TDE for weight loss a simple rule of thumb is to subtract 500 calories from your maintenance daily calorie goal that's kind of the key thing and you say you think it's simple, but if you if you give if you calculate it and you go on the calculator and you put in your weight, your age, your height, and your activity, then it kind of gives you the number that you need to work on. And something called your BMI, your basic metabolic rate, is it is something that uh, calculates your energy when you're upon resting period, and that means that when you're not exercising, you're burning a certain amount of calories. All these factors come into when you're looking to really try and make changes or positive changes in, in your life some people see it as extreme and say oh i, I don't want to do that i'm not interested and that's fine but it's not just for fighters it's not just for people who are looking to you know compete it's also for people who are looking to make positive changes and if you're in a family and you have children for example then it's most likely that your children are going to pick up those habits from you so there is a responsibility and i've interviewed people in the past who've said to me that you know the responsibility is huge being a parent so therefore as you're being a parent you're responsible for making those those habits for your children as well and and those are all factors that that's why looking at the tde and things like that it will only come to fruition if you're practicing it and we've we've spoken about uh, building habits and how long it takes for that and that's why we kind of covered this for this segment now you can head over to um a website and and type in tdee calculator and that will give you an indication of of what you're doing and how you're doing it i'm telling you now it's it's very very interesting you know we, we there's so many factors sometimes information can be overwhelming but there's so many factors that sometimes just a simple adjustment could make a big change and i'm not talking about making several adjustments because normally the likelihood of sustaining that is quite low but focusing on one and picking on that to perfect the other thing is we don't really give ourselves enough time to manage these things we normally get kind of bored or, or tired of it or maybe just not bothered by it and it takes like two weeks and then we're like it's not working 
<laughs> you've got to give yourself enough time to be able to make positive changes and we're all about positivity on the show anyway let's uh, enjoy this track Know You and we'll be right back after the break we've got one more segment and yes Ahmed and yes Khalil Saleh I will be answering that question in the next segment who deserves to win the Ballon d'Or well it's coming up after the break this is the Halftime Show with Omar Maduri on Oh, he loves to fire that what a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Adori. Thank you very much for keeping me company for the hour. I hope you've enjoyed the show as much as I have. And also, we've had a lot of feedback on the health and fitness uh, segment for today which is what does TDEE stand for and have you ever inputted that in the uh, calculator for that right so Ahmed's asked me a question uh, Messi for Ballon d'Or Khalil Saleh says actually he'd like to see um, someone else win it rather than Messi and Ronaldo which I really love especially that Khalil Saleh is a very famous uh, diehard Barcelona fan so very happy to hear that um, on there we've also uh, got the question with uh, Masoud, I think, asked me about the relationship between us and food. I think that's a very good point. I think it's really important to establish what works for you. You know, there's, there's those um, health and fitness professionals that come out and say, you have to do this. I think the moment you start to use language like that, it instantly starts to put off people from getting onto that routine or getting into that. And, I, and that's really you know um, really key that you establish the relationship that's based on what you do and how active you are and what your medical background is and your history these are all factors that are key in uh, in establishing you know and sustaining a routine um so we, we definitely definitely agree on that and I, I, the other thing is sometimes here's another one for you guys sometimes we actually think we're in control and we actually think we know what we're doing and then you realize that something's not working and you've given yourself enough chance to try and make it right then you you try something new so for example let's say you know using an app to calculate your exercise and your uh, calories for example okay um and you realize you think oh my god there's 600 calories in this sandwich and the sandwich is tiny right it's because the ingredients that's in there is really high on the calories but really low on the fiber or the density in the food and you only realize that when you start to use you know things that you probably don't use often so that's that's my take on it. Anyway, we are reaching full time on the halftime show. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I've had a lot of fun today, man. Really, first show back from Aiden. It was buzzing. Loved everyone who joined in the room. Loved your feedback. Uh, who do I think should win Ballon d'Or? Give it to Kante. <laughs> Kante is... Kante should have his own award. But remember, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Coming up next is the Afternoon Karak with uh, Mikhail Hatiya and Aisha Al-Mazmi. Uh, and also head over to the YouTube channel. If you've missed the show and if you just come in like Shakib, uh, head over to the YouTube channel and check us out on Pulse95 Radio. The Halftime Show is there. Sending you love, guys. Stay blessed, and I will see you back again on Wednesday. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m. 